Hey, what's up, guys? It's Chris from Chaos Movies. Uh, I think I skipped last night. I didn't actually put one out, but um, uh, no, I did one yesterday. Sorry about lunchtime. So it was a short one. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about um, a movie that's a true story, uh, 2017 flick called Only the Brave. This is 100% centered around firefighting, not just firefighting like um, structural, but not rural. Not even rural. I don't even think we have it. It's what they call wildland firefighters in um, in the US, and they also name themselves a Hot Shots crew. So you've got your wildland fire firefighters, but when they become like a special elite kind of group of of men that work on the line, they call them a Hot Shots crew. And this movie is fucking beautiful, but it's also super duper sad. So. There's huge spoilers, so if you want to watch it on your own and make your own opinions, um, stop listening to me right now and make a time to watch it. Um, other than that, I'm going to spill my shit like I always do. This movie was um, directed by John uh, Kozaninski. Um, he's the director, or he's been a director of a few movies, but nothing like we're not talking over the, the 10, 20 type of movies. He's just only done about 10, but... Uh, got the up-and-coming Top uh, Top Gun, which hopefully will be released soon this year. They keep changing it. Um, funny enough, he was the director of Oblivion, which was also a Tom Cruise movie. So you got Tom Cruise in Top Gun, Oblivion. He was the director of Tron Legacy, which I fucking loved. Um, Jeff Bridges was in that movie. Um, and I noticed something in the little bit of background search of this guy. He has got an up-and-coming director direct to um uh he's directing a movie called twister and there's no write-up on it but i'm thinking it might be a reboot to the um the, the twister film that i freaking love with bill paxton and helen hunt and um we'll see uh the, i can't find any more info on that but anyway he this guy this director his debut directorial debut was tron legacy it freaking crushed the box office when it came out first ever run at it it grosses 400 mil worldwide on its opening weekend that's a pretty sweet deal so if that doesn't put you on the on the map then i'm not sure what will so that put him on the map the writers to this film nothing special uh one of the writers he wrote an article for gq magazine which i'm assuming was loosely based on the heroic efforts of the granite uh the grand mountain hot shots team that are um, in this movie which is casted and played by the fucking coolest cast that a movie could produce in my eyes just for this this kind of drama biography style josh brolin headline miles teller headliner jennifer connelly she's just always fucking she's just ever since labyrinth back in the day that chick just jennifer connelly freaking blood diamond um labyrinth obviously um she's just not that into you i think that's one of them um anyway jeff bridges my man you know tron legacy tron um everything star man oh god jeff bridges has been around for a while the dude he did the dude so you know that's it taylor taylor kiddish andy mack dow and alex russell alex russell is a newish kind of actor for me he's been a few but obviously i remember him from um chronicles 
and um, that was a sort of a darkish superhero type movie. So that's a full-on cast, right? Now, this movie is centered around a true story of um, a, a, a Hot Shots crew that literally do everything they can every year to work on the line. Now, you've got your standard fireys in the wildland area, and then you've got your Hot Shots. I've already explained that earlier. In this movie, Miles Teller plays a kid that um, is 100% drugs, Coke, heroin, whatever he's in, crack, I'm assuming, you know, he's made some bad, bad choices and he doesn't look the best. Uh, I love Miles Teller. He's a great actor in all of his movies. Um, and in this one, he's got full peroxided hair. He's wearing loose jeans, loose shirt. He looks like shit and his skin's pasty, obviously um, drug-ridden. And he finds out that um, he's going to have a a kid and to a girl that he had a a bit of a fling with and he wants to step up and be a man but obviously she doesn't want to have a bar of him so he's like well fuck you and of course he peddling his shit in the nightclub and gets kicked out and then tries to steal something out of a car because he's a druggo right and druggies like to do that quick money electronics boost it take it steal it sell it and get your drugs but he's doing it right in front of a fucking cop car so obviously he gets done and once again he's got to ring his mum and mum bails him out and she gives him an ultimatum. You know, here's some money. I'm going to work. I don't want to see you here when you get back. So turmoil, obviously, deep within. It's a bit, I'm assuming it's a bit harder than that, but this movie makes light weight of it. It's like he's a good kid at heart and you can kind of see Miles Teller's kind of that guy. He doesn't really play the very, very best down the dumps druggy, but... Um, he did what he could and uh, he turns it around real quick, you know. I don't know how he ends up at the fire department looking for to fill the position, but obviously Josh Brolin, which you find out later on, he, he interviews him and, of course, he, re- he sees something in the kid. He's got all these other kids that look like they're just going to use this force as a stepping stone to go from rural back to structural structural meaning you're a firefighter for the city house rescue all that kind of stuff um whereas rural it's all wild crazy back burning type shit endless hours it's all pretty crazy right so josh doesn't like all the candidates who are exceptional exceptional um firefighters on record but he doesn't like the, the fact that they're lying and possibly just using them for a couple of months before they leave these guys are family they're hot shots crew well, no, not yet, but they're, they're a crew that are trying to become hotshots and they believe in family, community, respect, the code. As crazy as Josh Brolin is, is the captain um, or soup, as they call him, superintendent, chief superintendent of the fire department. Jeff Bridges is obviously their, their retired superior and then so on and so on. So when Miles Teller makes a choice to come in, Jeff is like, I'm going to give you a shot, but if you fuck up, you know, it's on you. And, of course, he's fresh out of prison, still got drugs in his system, and he needs a pair of shoes. A couple of the boys on the team already know who he is, which is uh, my man Taylor Kishk. I love – I can't even pronounce his name right. K-I-T-S-C-H. Taylor Kittish? Kitschk? I don't know. It might be – it must be European. I didn't even look. That dude has been an American assassin – He's in the Covenant. He's in Battleship. He's in John Carter. I love him. He's a good-looking bloke. Does good acting. It's cool. Nothing stand out, but 
I just like he's he's got an evil look about him. Anyway, they call him Mac, and and he does not like Donahue, aka Donut Miles Teller uh, Teller's um, act. Uh, sorry, character. They call him Donut. So they don't, he doesn't like him being there because he thinks they're going to fuck up their chances of becoming like the best hotshot crew there is in Granite Mountain. And, you know, but like any story, the hero's journey, right? I'm going to talk about the hero's journey a lot. There's several stages and they ever, they're circulatory. It doesn't stop. You can do your hero's journey from step one to step 12 and then you can repeat it later on when something else happens. And in this movie, obviously, they run through the steps pretty quickly, but... Turns out that he has a bit of value with the team, and um, yeah, speeded it on a little bit. They fight some fires, you know. Donut gets a feel for it, and Mac. Uh, they become friends, and they have a problem with the rule book. And if you're not up on the rules, you get to do this and that, and blah 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 blah. And you know, it's a beautiful story. It is a really beautiful story well told but obviously there's a sad fucking a sad ending first time i watched it i did not see it coming i didn't i didn't know anything about it i just thought it's another twister another deep water horizon another this but i didn't foresee what was coming josh brolin is a broken man in this movie you don't know until later on but he obviously has a history and that's what he connects with um miles teller's character and you'll find out soon enough what that is but jennifer Connolly is also a broken woman in the past and she rescues horses on a ranch mind you i didn't actually look up where this was filmed but um granite mountain is in arizona no not arizona oh anyway do me a favor and look it up and check that out for yourself and she looks after damaged horses and teaches people how to look after the horses as well. Um, and of course, he tends to fire, which is within himself as well. But it's like he's fighting fires, he's fighting fires within himself. So the, as long as he keeps fighting fires, even though he puts his life on the line, it's another rush, right? Like it's another external, it's an external fix, not drugs, but an external high. And, um, you get to learn a lot about that along the way. So there's a lot of other cool little actors throughout this movie and it's kind of irrelevant to get to know them, but you get to know the family. And when they finally get their shot to prove themselves on a front line on how to become hotshots um, after they've done extensive season of firefighting and watching how fires, just how they get into the head of the fire, and the heart of the fire, figuring out where it's going to go with the wind and their their psychrometers, which are the dry and wet uh, humidity scales. I don't think we use them anymore now, but I suppose they're more digital, but they used to spin this thing around with a chain. Obviously, they have a wet wick on one end and a dry end on the other, and then they spin it around and it would determine the difference between wet and dry, and that would give you the humidity and the wind speed and they match it all up and that that gives them a sort of a point of reference of where the fire is going to turn to and how they can control it through the brushes and stuff like that so um yeah so i don't like fire i mean i love fire but these types of fires scare the shit out of me because you know they can hop and jump and just i mean we've seen it with our fires last year in november and obviously ash i hate to black 
Ash Wednesday, Black Saturday, or vice versa down south in Adelaide. You know, there's some serious shit going down there, and I wouldn't wish it upon anyone. And this movie really gets you involved in that that type of surrounding. Um, watching the character development throughout the movie is pretty special too. As I said, between Miles Teller and Taylor's uh, characters bond through the movie, and just watching them, especially when his girlfriend finally trusts him enough to let him be around his newborn or not newborn, but his baby that he's been working so hard to keep clean and be honest in life in order to get a chance to be a good father that he never had kind of thing. When Mac and him become roommates, they fucking baby proof the entire house, which is probably completely unnecessary, but as nervous co-parents at the time or co-roommate parents, they did everything they possibly could to make this place super safe. And it was a bit overboard. I've been a parent myself, you know, at the baby that that's at that age isn't going to go far and you're not going to let it out of your sight. That's just how it is. But, you know, that's what they did. And, and watching the family of the firefighters come together when the baby runs a temperature through the night and the two of them don't know what to do and he doesn't want to ring his, his, um, his ex to find out, you know, because it's his first night with the baby. If he can't handle it, she's not going to give it back. So, of course, they invite their mates over. A uh, little bit sexist, uh, but I get it. Um, mothers do know, be- know better sometimes with their kids. Um, and in this movie, the four of them sit down and have beers at the chairs and go, this is parenthood and cheers to you guys while the, the mums are taking care of the baby's temperature. Uh, and I thought, eh, well, you know, we all have a crack at that. But this, this, is, this is the story told from the point of view of whoever was friends um, with the people. So one interesting thing was Jennifer Connolly uh, she actually hung around or lived with her real life character Amanda, who's um, uh, who was you know uh, survived, um, wasn't part of the fireys obviously, but she was the wife of Josh Brolin's character, uh, superintendent, and um, yeah, so she hung around her for a while. I always wonder how that goes, you know. I mean, I know people get into a role, they hang around with a famous boxer to try and get their, you know, their movements and that. But she had to hang around a, a, a survivor, a, a, a widow of one of the worst firefights ever known to US history. And she got to go live with her. This movie was out in 2017. The fires went down before that. So to learn everything she knew or how to get into character take a special person to pull that out of someone who had to deal with it and um you know obviously she did it so i don't want to go too much through um the the ending of the the movie i the way they sell it or the way they direct it or or what or wrote it in there is that they were given a very, very specific job in this town as their first ever job as a hotshots crew was to protect this juniper tree, I think it was. It literally is the oldest standing tree in this town and they protected it. And in, in fine fashion too, the way these guys or way any of our backdraft, got, not backdraft, um, backburning guys over here in our rural fire services, how they are able to manipulate fire with fire in a direction um, is absolutely insane. I mean, these guys remove the brush. They do a, do a 20-meter spread, dig a line in the dirt, 
so the fire can't jump and then they take, take care of the spot fire and the cleanup and it's super quick and fast and and there's a lot of effort and you know they do it and of course that's their that's their role their first ever role was to protect that tree and that gives them that gives them the way in and um it it just doesn't get any better from there obviously the fire season's ramping up they're they're seeing all this fuel out there they're on a helicopter and when they look down he's like you don't look at the scenery anymore josh brolin says to um to miles teller's character donut he said what do you look when you when you look out of the helicopter what do you see and when they pan wide shot from the helicopter you yourself as a as a viewer you look at it and go wow How's that fucking scenery, you know? It's just rolling hills of green. But to them, professional fucking elite fire crew, they see a, a, a fire season that's coming with the most deadly fuel you've ever seen, right? And, of course, that's what that's what they see. So when they're doing a little bit of a walk back and a scouting trip, um, Dingo comes um, – Dingo, sorry um, – uh, Donahue, Donut, he comes across a rattlesnake and it fucking bites him on the leg. And, of course, rattlesnakes, we don't have them here, but super poisonous over there. If you don't act quick, you'll freaking die. And he ends up in hospital and that's it. So he's kind of injured in that sense. So when they come across a massive, massive fire and they sell it in a way that Jennifer Connolly's not too happy with the fact that Josh has got to go off and um, do his job. And he said, look, after this season – they're going to try and focus on a family, which is something that he never wanted, but she did, and it was inevitable. And obviously, he decided that's what we're going to do. And that's the part I don't like about some movies. It's just sort of like a, they're letting you know. They're setting you up for failure. She wants kids. He doesn't. They get into a huge fight. It's sort of almost a very small hero's journey right there, right? He He's safe in his in his surroundings um but he's been called to a venture aka have a kid and then of course he's like no nah, we probably shouldn't do it and he's like you know what let's do it and then of course the mentor is her they talk and they fight and discuss it and then of course he's like finds the power to say yes i'm going to quit the fire season let's let's give this a crack and when they do that i can't help but think something bad's going to happen right because it's like she says goodbye to him and he says it's going to be a long season. He gets the phone call. There's a fire over in this nearby town. When I say nearby, I mean several miles away. And it's just the way she looks at him with that concerned look of, I've got a bad feeling about this. And they do that a lot in movies, in, in certain movies anyway. And it's sort of, we don't need to know that. But as I said, when I watch this movie, you know something's going to happen, but you didn't. I didn't realize it was going to be this. So... Let's just say, to round it up, it's a beautiful movie. It's heartbreaking, true story, similar to like Lone Survivor or not in, I mean, no, it, it, it's, it's heartbreaking. American Sniper heartbreaking, but on a grander scale. Um, and just, just open up, watch it, enjoy it for what it is. It's a true story. It happened to change a lot of rules from that point to now and a lot of things went down so um your opinion my opinion it's just what it is so just have a watch i do enjoy touching on these true story movies whether it be about fire 
natural disaster, uh, racial segregation, um, you know, but have a watch, Only the Brave, biography, drama, true story. And uh, let me know what you think. I'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow would be Saturday. I've got a night out at Top Golf, but um, I might drop one real quick, real fast, maybe on Ready Player One. Ready Player One is a Steven Spielberg movie. I fucking love it. I would love to talk to you about it. So if you're around tomorrow, I will drop it. And uh, as always, thanks for listening. Be good. Bye-bye.